Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's only one story today, and you know what? I think it's a really good one. Not everybody agrees. Not today, thank you, with Jake Yap. Good morning to you. Well, Harry and Meghan have decided to step down and scratch for their own worms. Quite a noble aspiration, I think. Uh, Not everybody shares that opinion. Good morning, Britain presenter Piers Morgan slammed Meghan. Uh, He blames her for splitting up the royal family, writing on Twitter, People say I'm too critical of Meghan Markle, but she ditched her family, ditched her dad, ditched most of her old friends, split Harry from William and has now split him from the royal family. I rest my case. Do rest your case. Your foul, meddling, bile-filled case filled with all the secrets you stole while you simultaneously attempt to occupy some moral high ground. How dare you play this sanctimonious where's your sense of fair play, do the decent thing paragon of moral rectitude when you were buying shares right before your business pages tipped them. You gleefully recounted tales of answer phone messages you'd heard. I would take Harry and Meghan over your squeaky-voiced, all-in-the-game, self-aggrandizing, hack-pontificating platitudes in a heartbeat. Okay, I'm starting to sound like him now, and that's awful, so I shall stop soon. But I will say that, in general, royalists are the absolute worst people in the world because they absolutely don't care about the people concerned. I once interviewed someone, a a, a royalist, a royal correspondent or reporter, huge fan of the monarchy, and I said, do you think it's fair to have people born into this and not really given any kind of agency over what they do with their lives or anything? And then we said, yes, well, it's his job. I was like... But do you not think that people should have a degree of free... No, certainly not. It's like, what, what is it that you want? What is it you stand for? What is all of this leave means leave independence thing? What is this whole... We want to be able to control our own de- destiny. But not them. They can stay there and do that. Whatever happened to them. Disgusting. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Kate! Kate! What? Oh, get down here! He's done it. Who's done what? Harry. Oh my god, he's out. He's gay? I thought that was just his own. He's off. He's. Oh. Ah. Oh my god. Grandma. No. No, no, I didn't. No. No, I mean, we talked about him being unhappy, but I never thought he. Yeah, of course. Yeah, as soon as I hear anything. Um, where's, where's Dad? 
Oh, no, God, no, don't interrupt them. I walked into the stables once when they were there and it was... William! Um, sorry, Grandma. Okay, speak soon. Bye. Oh, Harry Bow. Are you okay? Yeah, I just... I mean... I get it. Are you sad? No, I'm... Half of me is angry with him. He's, he's just done his own thing. Left the rest of us in the lurch to pick up the pieces. You know, the other half of me is happy for him. Yeah. Fundamentally, I'm jealous. Not going to let me go, are they? Corrections, clarifications and omissions. Yeah, time for a new spot which I I fear is also going to be quite depressingly regular. <laughs> Where I, I put in the things that I meant to say and take back things and do all the fixing things. First of all, I'm so annoyed. Uh, at Eggnees on Twitter did a beautifully crafted... It was a Fabergé Eggnees tweet, uh, which said... The marmalade on a Jaffa cake, we've been talking about Jaffa cakes lately, uh, makes a fine dessert course. That's how I read it. But actually, what Fabergé Eggnees was saying was, the marmalade on a Jaffa cake makes a fine dessert course. C-O-A-R-S-E. Which I'd spotted... But in my arrogance, I thought, well, that's a typo, not an exquisitely crafted jeu de mots. And so I apologise unreservedly for that. Uh, Egnes did follow up the tweet and said, uh, you misread the word course as course, and my carefully crafted put-down of the Jaffa cake was doomed. And then there was further clever wordplay. You can go and find it on Twitter. It's at NotTodayPod if you want to. Also, let me clarify, Carenza's been in touch on Twitter some more. Listening to yesterday's podcast, saying I'm reassured that having listened to today's podcast, uh, Jacob will, as he did with dark chocolate and coffee, eventually grow into loving Jaffa cakes. Just to be perfectly clear, no! No, I won't! I absolutely won't! Jamie Smart backs me up. He says the problem with Jaffa cakes is they're sold as orange when in fact they're marmalade. Marmalade is not orange. Marmalade is orange scraped off a dog's bum hole. That's a fact, and I'm happy to clarify it here. Also, on Monday, I did a piece about Charles Moore on the Today programme, and I was talking about how uh, he had the gall to complain about how he was being silenced on a radio programme that was palpably not silencing him because he was talking about it, and he was trying to get a climate change sceptic on, uh, which has some very questionable funding, and... He That was all in the same show as they were talking about fires in Australia the size of Great Britain. I'm just saying. I wish I'd put that in, and I didn't. So that's an omission. Uh, as another omission, actually, uh, which was yesterday. I was so annoyed. Boris Johnson uh, met, uh, what's her name, von der Leyen from Europe to talk about trade. And I did this jingle and everything. It took ages, and I forgot to put it in. So here it is. Von der Leyen! Hardly worth it, really. Well, I'm delighted to say I woke up this morning with my spam box rammed. Uh, Yesterday, we were talking about competitions uh, following the news that uh, Paul, not O'Grady, Hollywood's uh, (laughs) girlfriend... Is it that different? I don't know. Uh, She's uh, doing a a bake sale competition and she managed to get her boyfriend to judge it. Oh, wow. Uh, Setting 
Kent Ablaze. Uh, anyway, I was asking you if you had any interesting stories about competitions that you'd won or not won or whatever. And uh, I've got lots of emails and I haven't read them. I'm, I'm going to jump in now. So here's one from Jem. Good morning. He says, hi, Jake. Uh, read the competition winning question in today's podcast. Um, these are largely Rachel's as I'm strictly non-competitive. At secondary school, she won a cream egg eating competition by <laughs> disappearing a vomit inducing 11 of the diabetes magnets Wow, that's... In those days, they was bigger as well, wouldn't they? Uh, also, while in brownies, her specialism was the game where you have to put on a pair of oven gloves and somehow eat as much of a chocolate bar as possible against the clock. The things we did before television on demand! This summer, she won... <laughs> Most pretty bitch in the Portishead Town Fair's dog show. Okay, admittedly, Dottie the Cockapoo may have had something to do with it. So much feels wrong with that sentence, and yet none of it was. And, of course, she won, says Jem, my heart. I'll leave others to decide whether this was worth the effort. Of course it was, Jem. Uh, I, on the other hand, he says, failed to make it past the first round of a 2002 reality TV show called So You Want to Be an F1 Driver. <laughs> because the producers had, in their infinite wisdom, set the first task as a fitness test <laughs> rather than a driving challenge. I made it through the endurance test, whistled along the sit-up challenge and then got knocked out by the press-ups thanks to weak noodly arms. That's a cute phrase. Uh, the following year, having realised their mistake with the winner being a very fit but decidedly average racer, the format changed. But I was in full-time employment by then, so I couldn't take part. Ah, interesting. Are you are you a are you a are you a good driver then? Everyone thinks they're a good driver, don't they? You sound like you actually are, though. Uh, anyway, he says, there's also the tale of my entry into the 2018 Portishead soapbox race, but I may, may leave that for another time. I've seen footage of that. It's horrific. What was it you broke, Gem? Why don't you tell us about that tomorrow? I, we, we'll hear all about that. John emailed. Uh, by the way, it's not today at swanburst.com. You can still keep your competition stories coming if you like. I'm always delighted to hear them. Uh, he says, Dear Jake, re-competitions. I lost the 100-yard egg and spoon race as a seven-year-old. Christ. Hang on. Okay. I lost the 100-yard egg and spoon race as a seven-year-old, but now Philip Marsden, the winner is dead. Oh, man. I was cheated out of the school chess master prize at 13, but now Duncan Marston, who cheated, is dead. Oh, John. I came second at college in the creative writing prize with my story, Fun Adventures of a Learner Driver. The guy who came first, Gregory Marston, was sadly knocked down crossing the road three days later. The surviving members of the Marston family asked me not to enter any more competitions. Regards, John. I hope this is a fanciful conceit. Is that true, John? I mean, the the irony of writing a story called Fun Adventures of a Learner Driver and then the other guy getting knocked down, that's, that's all horrific. I don't know what to make of any of that. Uh, Matt says, good morning, Jake. Good morning, Matt. I uh, hope this email finds you well. I'm okay, thanks. Uh, now then, it's anybody's guess most of the time whether the emails I send you are true or not. Some are, some aren't. The higher, the fewer, as the saying goes. Does it? I don't know. Nobody knows. Anyway, this is one of the true ones. Okay. Slightly sceptic. Boy, you cry wolf. I take you back to the autumn of 1993. The event is the extraordinarily high profile, citation needed, Derbyshire Times Band of the Year competition. Picture this. I'm just about to turn 20 years of age. Not a foot. Okay. Uh, that's right. The same vintage as you. Excellent year. It was a good year. And my band is through to the finals. 
We'd been together for four years at this point, gigging across the country, and had accrued a reasonable degree, considering our age of experience. Excitement abounds. At this stage, I ought to point out that, really, we didn't especially know the circulation of the Derbyshire Times and considered this to be a potential moment of transcendence from small time to big time. Should we emerge victorious? Step aside, Bono. Someone with a bigger ego, I know, right, is hot on your heels. We were up against some stiff competition. Festival Sound, Marmalade Sun, The Seeds, among many others. Oh, it's a great band, actually. Uh, yeah, Steve Lamax, very into all of those. Uh, really good bands. Uh, all cracking good bands, cracking good bands. Each sure that they would figuratively and literally, in the case of The Seeds, wipe the floor with every other band. <laughs> I don't want to meet The Seeds. We were standing at the back of the venue, awaiting the results from the judges, along with our modest group of supporters, when our name was called out as the winners! Wow! Honestly, as I remember it, the crowd went bananas and parted down the middle as my bandmates and I made our way to the stage, our shoulders being clapped and our hands being shaken en route. It was a good time. From this, we were sought out by managers and agents aplenty, performed at more high-profile gigs, citation needed, and festivals, toured the west coast of America, and you may remember from a previous email, started working with Queen's producer Roy Thomas Baker. Of course I remember. I remember everything. I became the most insufferable person on the planet quite rapidly and knackered any chance I had of success quite spectacularly by writing that song about putting fat white middle-aged men in charge of stuff and refusing to change some of the lyrics as suggested by the fat white middle-aged man in front of me. So a small victory and a whopping great defeat in one email and a story that largely shaped who I am today. Remind me to tell you of another pivotal moment in my life at some point. Features a part-time job, my boss, and a walk in the countryside. It's a belter of a story. I want to hear it, Matt. I want to hear it all. Uh, do th all the very best. I do enjoy our unidirectional <laughs> friendship. <laughs> it's not unidirectional. It's great. And it sounds like, in a funny way, all of that was the making of you. Like, just imagine who you would have been if you'd just carried on with your ego not held in check at all. I'm just saying. You seem great. Well done, you. Finally, uh, an email from... Someone! <laughs> I suddenly read the subject line saying, please keep this anonymous. <laughs> Someone writes, anonymous, please. I'm not one to blow my own trumpet, this person writes, but sounds fanfare. I went through a spate where every competition I went in for, I won. I shall list some of the prizes I won during a five-year period. An all-inclusive holiday to Barbados. £1,000 in cash. A weekend in Ibiza. A Fender Stratocaster and a studio recording session. Another £1,000 cash. VIP festival tickets, accommodation and backstage passes. Tickets, flights and accommodation to Boston. Yes, the USA won. To see you too. These prizes were from just two radio stations. What? Now, whilst I did write a marvellous parody of Back in the USSR with the lyric, I want to win the guitar, which I sang, instead of a minute filled with desperate pleas like my competitors and reasons they deserved to win, the rest of the wins were just luck, or certainly lucky-ish if you realise that, at the time in question, uh, radio producers are responsible for deciding who wins and, oh, let's say you're a young-ish and attractive-ish and you know how to talk to men in a perhaps slightly suggestive or manipulative way. Of course, I wasn't always chatting up radio producers for competition wins. For the Boston one, I sent a photo 
of a part of my anatomy to the DJ comedian who'd been harassing me, having obtained my number from a text in and started texting me totally unsolicited. And then Ofcom came along and insisted all prize winners were random and that was the end of all my wins. Or was it? <laughs> wow! Then, my friends, my next win was a family holiday, which was a viewer vote for something I did on Richard and Judy. And the stories I have about that time in my life are not too far removed from Nick et moi. But I shall leave that for another time. Signed, The Anonymous Winner. That's, and it's this, all of the above is 100% genuine and true. <laughs> wow. That's quite a haul. I'm impressed. A little bit of any other business. Uh, David uh, emailed with his keywords uh, that he would scan social media for to uh, exclude people from any kind of Airbnb style bookings from his house. Uh, he excludes the words bants, pre-drinks and pfeffel. <laughs> Good. Thank you very much indeed, David. Uh, as always, you can get in touch. It's at nottoday at swanburst.com if you want to email or it's at nottodaypod on the tweets. And uh, I thought I would ask you, what misfits and weirdos would you like to see working for the government? Uh, we know that Dominic Cummings has asked for weirdos and misfits uh, to come and apply for civil service jobs. Uh, you know who's applied? Yuri Geller. Uh, he sent a, I think, 264-page long letter uh, saying, well, you know, I've, I've got form with this. I worked for the uh, CIA and Mossad and the Pentagon. Uh, and what could be more useful than someone to wreck the canteen in number 10? Why don't, uh, why don't you give me your suggestion for who you'd like to see? What weirdo or misfit would you like to see working for the government and why? Perhaps you think David Icke would have some keen insights. Uh, but, uh, you know, they don't have to be that weird. Maybe you think uh, it'd be great to have Kirsty Allsop as an advisor because uh, she could nail biscuits to wardrobes and uh, really refresh the place uh, on a small budget. Who would you like to see advising the government and why? It's nottoday at swanburst.com if you want to email or if you want to tweet. It's at nottodaypod. Uh, that's more or less ooh, cryptic it for today. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, if you could share and subscribe, that would be super great. And if you could do a review, uh, I, th I believe all of these things count for something. Also, uh, try to subscribe on every appliance, uh, every device that you have access to, all your friends. Just, just go and install it. It makes a difference. Genuinely, it makes a huge difference. Anyway, thank you very much indeed for your company and see you tomorrow. Bye. Harry! It's coming. God, is there any more? Oh, it's just a box of Suits DVDs, but I'll charity shop it in the morning. Oh, very funny. <laughs> Do you want to eat? Uh, no, I'm okay for now, thanks. You okay? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I feel bad for Wills. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still want to do this? I do. I, I, want, I want what we had in your apartment at the beginning. Me too. Remember how you'd never seen a toilet brush before? I had. What the <laughs> hell do you think we did in Afghan? I know, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm going to go cook okay. something. See if I can tempt you. Okay. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.
This has been a Swanburst Media production. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.